Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I want to talk to you about cryptocurrency. Did you know that if you invested $10 in Bitcoin in 2010, it would be worth over $400,000 in January 2021? Crypto could represent the future of money, but it can be intimidating. And what about taxes? Well, with an Alto Crypto IRA, you can trade crypto like Bitcoin and avoid or defer the taxes. You can create an account in just minutes and invest with as little as $10 with no setup charges and no account fees. There are over 80 coins available like Bitcoin, Ethereum and Cardano. Make a cash contribution or transfer cash from an existing IRA. Invest just $10 today. Who knows what it could be worth in 10 years? Ready to take your investments to the next level? Diversify like the pros and trade without tax headaches. Open an Alto Crypto IRA with as little as $10. Just go to altoira.com slash easy. That's A-L-T-O-I-R-A dot com slash easy. Start investing in cryptocurrency today. Go to altoira.com slash E-A-S-Y. Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. 
you're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. special teams podcast is mike Harmon and i i'm jason smith we like to take you through big seasons in sports history and spotlight some of the special teams either because they win a championship they're infamous they're notorious or in this case they didn't win a game the entire nfl season yeah but we watched intently week in week out because they had a, a young superstar on their team so at least for fantasy purposes you had to pay attention and wish and want and hope that those early deficits kept growing so they kept chucking the ball downfield. The 2008 Detroit Lions, just the second team since the schedule went to 16 games to go 0-16. Now, since then, we've seen the Browns do it, but this was such a red-letter Shocking development because we never thought at this point in the NFL campaign, I mean 2008, that a team could go windless anymore. At least you're you're going to get one win somehow by accident. There's a reason why we went from 1976 all the way to 2008 without seeing windless teams. Well, that's just it. I mean, with the amount of games that are decided by seven or fewer points in the NFL— I mean, one possession is going to go your way, right? One bounce, one tip ball that gets returned for a touchdown. Yeah, but it's the or Lions. Knocked out. Yeah, yeah, but it's the Lions. But, but that's just it. It's and that's why more and more people started designing new types of bags to be worn as headgear. And look, as someone who vacations in Detroit. You do. I vacation in Detroit. I can verify that. Yes. You have sent me pictures I have from, your, from your different restaurants and, and outings in the greater Detroit area. I have vacationed in Detroit since like the mid-1990s, where my wife's family is from, just outside of Detroit. I still keep wondering why you can't get them to come to Southern California. <laughs> And frolic in the sun along the beach with you, but that's your it's, thing. It's hard to get out of Detroit, man. I mean, it's it's hard. Planes fly both ways. Uh, you ever see Escape from New York? It's really difficult, man. It's really hard. Can't get in an RV and just barrel through some gates or something? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> there is nobody who lives in Detroit that wears Lions gear. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. In Detroit, Michigan. In Detroit, it's, it's every third person wears University of Michigan. Nobody wears Michigan State. And then after that, it's Red Wings. Some Red Wings stuff? It's, okay. It's, re- I mean, it's really weird. It's University of Michigan. Then it's the Red Wings. And then you get Tigers here and there. Any random Canadian gear oh, that's oh, come sure. across yeah, yeah. the border. Mon- Montreal Canadians gear. Yeah, I'm going to put that. <laughs> well, look, the bridge to Windsor is right. They get on yeah. the Ambassador Bridge. The 2008 Detroit Lions, a team that will live in infamy. Started off with great promise. They were coming off a 7-9 and nine season the year before, which was their best record since 2000, which tells you how bad things are. Yeah. When you go 7-9, and nine, it's, hey, we could do something special. Well, I mean, we're, wa- we're, we're watching that development with the Cleveland Browns, right? From winless to seven wins and all these great expectations of how great a team they could be and waiting to see how it all turns out. So they come off this. They think everything is great. The Red Wings were coming off the Stanley Cup the year before. Hey, maybe this is our time. And they win every game in the preseason. Not that that matters, but winning every game in the preseason is kind of cool. Hey, you're selling hope. 
the the Lions are winners right now, headed into week one. And Rod Marinelli is at the forefront of this, right? It's his third season. They're expecting big things, and the Lions are going to try to get things done. Rod Marinelli, who started with the Lions in his first year doing something that I thought was going to get him fired, when he decided to have his team fly to Oakland for a preseason game the day of the game. And I remember (laughs) seeing that going, he's flying the day of the game. What is he doing? doing not just because it's stupid but because <laughs> you're going to put players in the air and have them have to deal with what with whatever water issues and 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 body chemistry we're going to have you fly and get dehydrated you're going to do i mean really you want to you want to prove a lesson we're going to fly the day of the game he's the first guy to say i really don't care about the preseason <laughs> and he really went full in on that type of analysis let me tell you so this is where things are at the Detroit Lions, 2008, pre-Matthew Stafford, going yeah. into the season with a lot of hope. Hope's a dangerous thing, Smith. And this is a year that when the season started, they had hope, but we were concentrating on other things in the year 2008. 2008. This was when Brett Favre's odyssey to the Jets was going on. He wanted out of Green Bay. He wanted to get somewhere else, to the Vikings. The Packers wouldn't do it. They trade him away to the Jets. The Aaron Rodgers era begins in Green Bay. Second game of the season, Tom Brady tears his ACL. He's done for the rest of the year. Matt Castle comes in, guides the Patriots to 11 wins. They don't make the playoffs, but this was the Tom Brady season that the Patriots had to play without him. There was a couple of really big things going on NFL-wise at the start. (laughs) It definitely got Matt Castle paid. It was the year that Wally hit theaters. A big hit. It was the year that... Mad Men graced our televisions for the first time and was really boring. I mean, Mad Men was really boring. It had its moments. Uh, I think early on. See, I was in early. Yeah. Last couple seasons. Kind of kind of fast forwarded a little bit. Nah. It wasn't as fun. And I know you're a big Christina Hendricks fan. See, I love Christina Hendricks. No, and oh my God, Christina Hendricks. And still, because when my wife and I started watching Mad Men, we started watching right after the first season it ended, right? So it was late 2008. Like, all right, we're going to start binge watching it. And we watched like the first four episodes. And I'm like, wow, this is really boring. And then the review came out for the second season uh, a few months later because we said, oh, maybe we'll pick Mad Men back up because, you know, it became this, this big hit. And I remember reading the reviewer, which I think Entertainment Weekly, and the reviewer said, even though season two unfolds at a more luxurious pace than season one, and I said, that's it, boom, close it up, not watching, done, done. <laughs> the more luxu- luxurious than this? Yeah, it's not good. Wasn't going to do it. I don't know. She's she's done well, uh, the rebound of a uh, show called Good Girls, so mm-hmm. you could do that about robbing things. How about forgetting Sarah Marshall? A classic. Uh, TJ, I forgot Sarah Marshall. Stepbrothers. And uh, maybe a little Breaking Bad for you. Uh, I, you know, I remember I in, actually interviewed Brian Cranston because he used to come on my radio show all the time when I when I did radio show at ESPN. He's the biggest Dodgers fan sure. in the world, and he would come on to talk baseball once in a while. This is before Breaking Bad, and the last time I talked to him, 
right? Last time I talked to him, it was, I forget where it was. Oh, you know what it was? I think it might have been the night that the Dodgers had four home runs in a row, back to back to back to back. It might have been that. It might have been a different okay. night. I forget. But I remember him coming on, talking Dodgers, talking baseball. And I said, hey, what are you doing right now? He goes, ah, oh, you know, I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico now. What are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm filming this TV show called Breaking Bad. I go, really? What's it about? He goes, oh, it's about a, a high school teacher who turns into a meth dealer. The show is just insane. I go, it sounds insane. He goes, yeah, it's just crazy. Everything happens in the show is crazy. It's all right, great. <laughs> hey, good talking to you. We'll talk to you soon. Now it's the last time I talked to Brian Becomes Cranston. the biggest star in the world. And <laughs> between that and dominating Broadway and everything he's touched has been gold. I mean, and to that moment, he time. was hell. Yes, he was. Right, he was the bumbling dad. He would come on and I would make jokes about Jane Kaczmarek with him all the time. All the time. We'd make Jane Kaczmarek jokes. I mean, good ones. I mean, not like, not bad ones. We'd make good no, Jane sure, Kaczmarek jokes. But then he turns into this star. How about that? So this is what's going on in 2008 when the Lions kick off in September. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. And promptly in typical Lions fashion, the Lions lose their first three games. (laughs) Out of the gate, it's not pretty. And suddenly, all of this, hey, Lions, 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 they lose the first three games. Well, week one, Atlanta, Matt Ryan, his rookie year. Yeah. They jump out to a 21-0 lead. Yeah. Hey, this Matt Ryan kid may be good. (laughs) Second week, you talked about Aaron Rodgers. The Packers jump out to a 21-0 lead. Sense a theme? Yeah. Uh, And then at halftime of week three against San Francisco, led by J.T. O'Sullivan, the 49ers are up 21 to 3. So they're just getting bludgeoned by all comers. But still at this point, there's no talk of a, a losing season. No, sure. Hey, this team is so bad. It's boy, they started out terrible. Head scratching, confusion, and and why aren't they ready for the opening quarters of games? <laughs> That's really what it that became a resounding theme it, to this squad. John Kitten is the quarterback, and they thought he was going to have a big year because, look, he had had a couple of decent years. It's not really working. Rudy Johnson is someone they thought could have a big year at running back. Uh, you know, Calvin Johnson is there, so you think, all right, with Megatron, things are going to work. They signed a couple of free agents, but it just starts off like basically every other Lions season so far, and it was just going to get worse. We are just getting started with the 2008 Detroit Lions special teams, the team that couldn't win a game. If I could be you, and you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way to get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. 
They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. The Special Teams Podcast continues the 0-16 2008 Lions. When we last left them, they were 0-3 at the bye week. Early bye week. Yeah. This is how they're going to save the season. This was it. <laughs> Everything's going to get fixed. Timeout. Get a T.O., baby. And what do the Lions do during their timeout? They fire team president and CEO Matt Millen. Matt Millen, who I vividly remember taking the job, his famous Post game or, or podium press conference. I want to win and I want to win now. Just banging the podium. But I want to win. I want to win. And the Matt Millen era was now over in Detroit after week three. Clearly, he was going to fall on the sword for the failures of this Lions roster. Yeah, d- difficult when you make a decision that fast in a season. We rarely see it. We saw it 2019, right after five weeks. The Jay Gruden firing by Washington, but normally the executives don't get bounced that early no, the in a campaign. Get, yeah, that, they normally at least get they get to clear out their offices in the postseason while everybody advances and moves on to other things. Guys go on vacation. It's like, all right, you're out. Now we're bringing in a whole new regime. No, here end of week three. It's been a miserable experience. You're done. Martin Mayhew is hired as the interim GM, who is most famous because when he was playing in the NFL, Chris Berman would say his name and go, Martin, Martin, Mayhew, when he was on primetime. Because I saw that a lot. (laughs) So they fire Matt Millen, and things really get no better. They lose in week five to the Bears. 34-7. 34-7. to seven. The Bears only get out to a 17 nothing yeah, game in this no, game, so the right. Lions at it. But then, week six is really the week and the play that defines the Detroit Lions because this was a loss to Minnesota 12-10. to 10. It was the game they had the best shot to win all year long. But it was mainly known for a highlight and a blooper that they're going to play forever. I mean, luckily the butt fumble came along a few years later because this was the game that involved Lions quarterback Dan Orlovsky running out of the back of the end zone to try to complete a pass and getting called for a safety. This wasn't just I took a step out. This is the famous I'm out of bounds by like three yards and I'm just running along the back of the end zone. I don't want to get hit. I don't want to get hit. I don't want to get hit. Every time you see it, you go, how do you have zero field presence to be running along the back of the end zone deep into the colored writing? We have a, a lot of moments in NFL history where you say, here's your your rookie breakthrough moment, either positive or negative, right? The welcome to the NFL moment that you call it. That was Dan Orlovsky's. Now, Kitna had gotten hurt the week before, aggravating an injury against the Bears. So Orlovsky's in, and at least it was only 2 nothing. Right, I mean, it's only good for two. He didn't yeah. throw an interception yeah. or anything. No, no, no. You know, Lions the, the were pick actually, six there. The Lions were leading three two at halftime. How about that? They could have, you know, called. You know, they could have brought in one of their relievers. They could have brought in Willie Hernandez, <laughs> and they could have closed it out three two. Look at that! You like former that. AL MVP yeah. Willie Hernandez? Went back to the '84 Tigers there. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah, that's yeah. Taking it back almost a quarter century <laughs> to find someone to close it out. But that play was just so indicative, and it stands for the entire season because. 
You've never seen anything like that before. You know, you've seen people step out of the end zone for a safety, but it's one step. It's a punter who doesn't realize his foot is on the end line or has to take a step right. back. He's got that, you know, half a half of his shoe happens to be over the end line and loses his space. Here you've never seen yeah. a guy run along the back. I mean, a good three yards in. And and the the Vikings players just kind of stop chasing him, going, Hey, he's come on, he's he's out of bounds. I mean, come it's kind of like what though when you you're watching, you know, any level of sport, say for us, our, our kids' soccer games, where you have a clear offside, the ball's clearly clearly out of bounds, and people start letting up, but the referee's not called it. It's like, what are we doing here? Can you can you just signal it already? And then sometimes they actually don't. Here, there was no chance because hey, this is also that's out of bounds. That's out of bounds. Hey, ref, that's out of bounds. That's out of bounds. Stop checking your watch. <laughs> I, that, that play was it. That was the modern NFL blooper until the butt fumble and Mark Sanchez. And came now along. you own that forever. Yeah, I know. You know that's the thing. It figures that the Jets and the Lions, two of the teams that you make fun of the most in a yearly basis in the NFL are all the teams that have the, the worst bloopers that you could possibly sure. have. So it's after this that the Lions decide we're going to shake things up. And they make a very famous trade in which they trade wide receiver Roy Williams to the Dallas Cowboys for three draft picks because clearly things aren't working. And it was supposed to be a high-octane type offense in Detroit, Megatron, Roy Williams, Johnson, Kitna. Things were going to work, but now Kitten is hurt, Orlovsky is playing, and it's clear that... This season is basically over. The Lions decide on the heels of this trade because the Cowboys gave up a lot for Roy Williams, and he never really was able to make the trade worth it. It was actually a really good trade for the Lions, but this told you we are completely punting on the season. Things are over. Things so tough. Kitna goes on IR, as you said. They signed Dante Culpepper. Well, and that's the big thing, right, is that you put Kitna on IR, and a lot's been made over the, the history, and you have Kippy Brown, who was one of the assistant coaches on the staff, associate Kippy. head coach, passing. He, he came out, you know, still working in the league, saying the mistake we made was putting Kitna on IR. Should have just had him rehab, see if he can come back, that maybe he'd been able to come back in some of the later season games. Might have gone our way. But we made that decision rashly, the new regime, right? Milling out, Mayhew in. We're trading Roy Williams, and we're also putting Kidna on IR, and that's it. And, you know, nowadays we'd be, we'd be talking about tanking. Here it was just a bad decision. By week 10 this year, the Lions had played Kitna. Dan Orlovsky, Dante Culpepper, who they couldn't get him in the lineup fast enough that yeah. he got hurt, and Drew Stanton at quarterback. I mean, this is like a who's who of guys who, you know, kind of disappeared like around 2010. All these guys. These are the guys. They had played four starting quarterbacks by week 10. Drew Stanton with that NFL debut against Jacksonville in week 10. Amazing. Uh, the Lions still at this point. We're not thinking about a team that's going to go winless. It's just, boy, this is a bad team. They at least had a lead in that game against Jacksonville briefly. Uh, they did. Well, look, and hey. then MJD happened. Remember how great Maurice Jones oh, yeah. was once upon a time. Yeah. Three touchdown runs, and suddenly the dream was over. When you say brief leads, you're talking about the Detroit Lions. Week eight, they suffered their first TV blackout in Ford Field history. How about that? Things were so bad, people stopped going to the games, and they were blacked out locally. So you couldn't see Lions games for the first time in the history of Ford Field. This is how bad the season was. A couple of losses, and you're sitting there at week 10 going, man, 
0-9, They did have a lead against the Bears in Week 9. They led by 10, but still that didn't matter. They couldn't hold on to leads. They couldn't get leads. They just had absolutely nothing going on. It's not like they were devoid of talent from the perspective of we're not competitive, but they would score points, but then they'd allow them. Well, or they wouldn't shit. score points. and they'd, they It was just they could never get in sync just for one game to do it. There's a lot of zeros on the board, right? When you're looking. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. That going through their box scores, be the big explosion. You mentioned the Bear game, Bears game. They're down 10 nothing after one. Then they score 23 points in the second quarter. That's all the scoring for the game. Yeah. That's it. That's there's it. there's no semblance of consistency, even with, you know, long protracted drives. You're just giving the ball right back and putting your defense in a position to give up more and more points, which was the hallmark of this team. I mean, 517 points allowed overall at the time. That was second most in the in NFL history. They head into week 12, still winless. And now the stories are starting to circle. As Brett Favre is hurt at this point, he is out for the Jets, and the Jets season starts going down the tubes. Hey, we could see a winless team because we've seen the Lions go through all kinds of games this year. Close games, blowouts, scoring in one quarter, not scoring, getting down 21 nothing early, getting up. To every single kind of game we've seen the team lose. And it was hard to find a win on the rest of the schedule for them. The closest they came to a win, week 12 against Tampa Bay, at home, they get out to a 17-0 lead in the first quarter. Culpepper throws a touchdown to Calvin Johnson. Jason Hansen hits a field goal. Daniel Bullocks returns a fumble 44 yards for a touchdown. And you're thinking, okay, this might be it. All right, this, re- this really might be it. 17-0 at home, Buccaneers, this is going to work. And then in the second quarter, the Buccaneers score three touchdowns. <laughs> Warwick done with a touchdown run. A couple of Jeff Garcia TD throws. Ike Hilliard Gar- had a touchdown in that yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, you start thinking about some of the legends. And then later on, a punt return for a TD, an interception return for a touchdown, and all that goodwill and everything had just blown up. Thanksgiving Day, you say it couldn't come soon enough. It couldn't end soon enough. <laughs> As they get blown out by the Titans, 47-10, to 10, the Lions' only nationally televised game of the season, and the only one amongst the final six home games that wasn't blacked out. And they needed an extension to get that. Yeah, they had to get the 24-hour extension to sell out Ford Field. Uh, Chris Johnson had a big game for the Titans. They got up 35-10 at halftime, and they win it 47-10. to 10. It was just about it for the Lions at that point. You're thinking, boy, they only have a couple of games left, and... And they're not playing any team where you can say, oh, here's a win right here. Yeah, you're just limping towards the final quarter of the season. Everybody thinking about their offseason destinations. And for some players who are on the final years of deals, wondering how quickly they can sign a deal to take them somewhere else. The Calgon take me away moment. So how did the season end for the Lions and what happened to some of the more notorious players and personalities from this team? Find out next as the Special Teams Podcast, the 2008 Winless Lions continues. I want to talk to you about cryptocurrency. Did you know that if you invested $10 in Bitcoin in 2010, 
it would be worth over $400,000 in January 2021. Crypto could represent the future of money, but it can be intimidating. And what about taxes? Well, with an Alto Crypto IRA, you can trade crypto like Bitcoin and avoid or defer the taxes. You can create an account in just minutes and invest with as little as $10 with no setup charges and no account fees. There are over 80 coins available like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano. Make a cash contribution or transfer cash from an existing IRA. Invest just $10 today. Who knows what it could be worth in 10 years? Ready to take your investments to the next level? Diversify like the pros and trade without tax headaches. Open an Alto Crypto IRA with as little as $10. Just go to altoira.com slash easy. That's A-L-T-O-I-R-A dot com slash easy. Start investing in cryptocurrency today. Go to altoira.com slash E-A-S-Y. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com. And now that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on L.A., to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel, think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. So how did it all end for the Lions? Well, it's spoiler alert. This is the 0-16 Lions. You know, they did not end with a win. But they did so spectacularly, Jason Smith. But the last three weeks of the season, this became the big storyline in the NFL. Everybody was worried about their own team, how things were going to shake out in the playoffs, what was going to happen. But everybody had an eye on this. You're looking at a team that is 0-13. Three games left. Are we really going to see it? And the bloodthirst of many fans. They wanted to see it. I want to see an 0-16 team. I want to see history. I want to see it. People wanted to see this happen because we had never seen well, it. Well, once it gets that bad, it's the, all right, don't win a game by accident. And you see in week six and in week 14, the two games against Minnesota, the division games, those are the ones that they actually came to play, right? They lose the first one on a last second field goal. And there's the kick in the teeth mm -hmm. early on to extend things, say, all right, luck's not on our side. And then in week 14, 6-3 halftime lead. Hey, the defense is playing. Eh, Four-point loss once again. <laughs> week 15, they played at the Colts, and the Colts pulled away to win this game 31-21. Another touchdown from Calvin Johnson, who as time goes on, I just felt worse and worse for 
because he's one of the greatest receivers I have ever seen, and he got saddled with this team, just like Barry Sanders was saddled with being a lion, couldn't get out. Calvin Johnson was saddled with being a lion, couldn't get out, was hurt enough and said, hey, I'm retiring early in my early 30s, and I went through a, a season in which we didn't win a game and all kinds of crazy stuff. The Lions wanted me to repay part of my million-dollar signing bonus that I got. Forget about keeping Calvin Johnson around as a good ambassador. No, 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 we want that million-dollar back because you're retiring early. I felt so bad for Calvin Johnson. Yeah, it's just a a clown show the way that relationship has soured and nobody's mended fences just realizing that small two-comma check is so much goodwill for the fans, those long-suffering fans in Detroit. I mean, you go back every Christmas, and as much as you want to donate and help the local economy by hanging out at fast food joints and restaurants and bars, I mean, you can only do so much. You can't make up for all the pain. Week 16, it was over early. They played the Saints. Their last game at home, and the Saints got up to a 28-7 lead at halftime. <laughs> they cruised to win 42-7. The Lions then became the first team in NFL history to have a record of 0-15, because when the 76 Buccaneers did it, they were 0-14. That was before the schedule expanded to 16, te- 16 but, games. But, I mean, one positive note here is they shut them out in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 14, 14, and 14, but a big zero in yeah, the fourth. Yeah, but, buddy, at that point, it was 42 to 7. <laughs> 42 to Silver 7. Silver linings, buddy. buddy. Uh, they became the first team to lose 15 straight in a single season since the 2001 Carolina Panthers, who won their first game and then lost 15 straight. So you're talking about peaking early. Hey, <laughs> Panthers won. And that might have been Chris Wenke. That might have been Chris Wenke winning yeah. a game and then they lost 15 in a row. Wow. Let's get, hey, we're not going 0 16. Got that win out of the way. Excitement. Right? Got that win out yeah, of we way. got that first win. Chris Winky, your Heisman winner. Let's go. Unless we don't. So now to week 17, the Lions at the Packers, where the entire world was watching. Was this going to be it? Were we going to see history or were the Lions going to pull it out? The Packers got out to an early 14-0 lead, and you're thinking, okay, this is over. Well, I mean, that's been indicative, as right. we talked about, right? Every game, 17-0, 21-0, 14-0, here we go again. But the Lions fight back to tie it. This game went to the fourth quarter tied thanks to Calvin Johnson, his second touchdown of the game, catching a 14-yard touchdown pass. Things are looking that maybe – maybe you're going to get something from the Lions 14-14. It's in doubt going to the fourth quarter. And all across America, everybody's tuning into this game, trying to find updates and live look-ins because, well, it's either history or they they save themselves the indignity of the 0-16 season. I mean, still should pop champagne for it, shouldn't you, one way or the other? You survived. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. Well, you got to drink. I think you have to drink. I think that's what you have to do. So we go to the fourth quarter, and it's 14-14. The Packers get a field goal from Mason Crosby. John Kuhn catches a five-yard touchdown. The Lions get a nine-yard touchdown run from Kevin Smith. Rookie running back. back He was supposed to be the next great running back in the NFL. He had a good year. It just didn't translate into long-term success. But with the Lions in striking distance, the Packers... A 71-yard touchdown pass caught by Donald Driver. That was your last score of the game. The Packers win at 31-21, and the Lions become the second NFL team of the post-merger era to go winless without a tie, and the first to go 0 
and 16. They end 2008 having lost 23 of their last 24 regular season <laughs> games going back to the previous season. Oh, my goodness. So Marinelli and most of the staff are shown the door. Uh, the How can you bring boxes. them back? Hey, we're close. We were close. We just, a couple of things just didn't go and our didn't way. didn't break our way. You had three games decided by seven or fewer. You had eight games decided by 10 or fewer. And six times you lost by at least 20 points. Well, and that's the thing. When, when you want to look at why the Lions lost the way they did, it's not like their offense was so terrible that they scored seven points every week. But their defense allowed 517 points. I mean, that was, at that time, that was the second highest point total in NFL history. In 1981, the Colts allowed 533 points. So they were close to allowing the most points in the history of the league. I mean, that's what it was. It was a defense that just couldn't stop anybody. Because there were games where the Lions had leads, where they got out to a lead, where you just need one or two defensive stops, and they got none of them. Right, or the interception return instead of a tackle goes for six, right? You you just had everything that could go wrong found its way to go wrong. Eight times they scored at least 20 points in a game over the course of the year. Mm. If your defense shows up half of those, you're winning one or, one or two. I mean, just my goodness. Uh, everything as we watch this season unfold, a lot of time for me on the couch, my, my second daughter had been born, so it was a lot of cradling her like a football, watching football and passing out to football. I want to thank the Lions for some of those naps that they gave <laughs> me over the course of the season. Uh, but while watching, it, it was just a season, and as we, we've done this for a, a while, mm-hmm. breaking down NFL games, radio, and you at NFL Network, me, with my time at Yahoo, FoxSports.com, and, and with Fox Sports Radio, you, you see teams where there, there's glimmers of hope. Mm-hmm. Th- this team, it always seemed like once it was there, it got snuffed out really fast, yeah. right? The next turnover, that next possession, right? When they're clawing back into a game, there'd be another backbreaker. The Donald Driver 71-yarder after the Smith touchdown. He's like, okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to end this way. As I always say, if you're going to fail, fail spectacularly. Yes. And this Lions team did so on a weekly basis. Before we get to the where are they now portion of the show here, because there's a lot of Lions we want to check in on, I do want to end with a sunny note because this was such a shocking ending, even though we can kind of see it coming, how bad this was, how embarrassing this was, Lions fan wearing bags over their heads, whatever Lions fans were left, and the players were going to have to wear this for the rest of their lives because they were that first team since the 76 Bucks to go winless, and they had to wear it at least until the Browns went winless, and then it was, oh, my God, thank you. Now people will stop calling my cell phone when a team starts 0-10 going, "Uh, what's it like about the psychology of a team when you're 0-10? Tell us about that, Calvin Johnson. (laughs) Well, they're still in the speed dial, though, because if the Cleveland guys, because some of them still have jobs in the league at this point, right? They're still playing. (laughs) So, But Calvin Johnson is a champion. In my main fantasy league, it was the first time I had won and I won on the strength of Calvin Johnson and Greg Jennings as my wide receivers. See, there you go. Calvin Johnson, thank you. Give you a big round of applause for helping me win that fantasy championship. You're a, you're a champion in my book, Calvin. Well, as I always argued, take off the logo from the helmet. Points can be found anywhere. All right, maybe not in the current iterations of the Dolphins. But one of the things from Calvin Johnson, though, he did an interview 
uh, with Sports Illustrated, where John Kitna, after a meeting one day, had told the coaches and the whole team, quote, we're not going to win a game if we go into the season with this system. Somebody should have listened because we were 0-16 after that. Yeah, but you he, know what? Everybody has eh, hindsight's twenty twenty. I Tommy, knew we weren't going to win that game. We well, game. but he said it after a meeting <laughs> before the season. And Johnson also said, quote, plenty of guys on the team said, I don't know if I want to play football anymore oh. after suffering through that 16-game slate. Look, that is a really difficult thing because the players all take that to their graves. You were on the 0-16 team. You were on that You were on that team. It's, it's really hard to go through. Because no matter how... How well you played individually and there are some standout performers on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball as bad as the defense was overall there were guys that played pretty well and likewise offensively said Galvin Johnson breakthrough season Smith played well Kitna now had numbers before he got hurt <laughs> and obviously went on to a long career but yeah, it's it's one of those things that you have to wear and certainly you're you're going to get tagged and for the Lions things never really got any better some glimpses of hope here and there off playoff berths or near berths but still there it is every year that Lions team gets brought up. So where are they now? Some of the Lions, let's take a look at where they are. I mean, besides Calvin Johnson who just didn't want to play football anymore for the Lions. He's still fighting for his million dollars. All right, who you got, Harmon? All right, first off, I mean, we could go to John Kitna. He may still have a job in the league as a quarterback eventually. <laughs> we may have to update this in 2023 because someone's desperate to have him throw again. But <laughs> in 2023, at, who knows? At present, quarterback coach for the Dallas Cowboys, helping Dak try to earn his $40 million. He had a big year playing for the Cowboys after when Tony Romo got hurt. And I remember thinking, well, boy, anybody can have a big year in that system with the Cowboys. You have those kinds of playmakers. Kitna was great. He can play forever. Mm. All right, next up, Dominic Rayola off the offensive line. Now, he had some controversial moments during his career. He now runs cryo spas. Thinking he could have done great things for Antonio Brown. Oh, he wouldn't gotten his feet burnt. Maybe that wouldn't wouldn't now, have started. Wait, can, the I, can I freeze myself at the end and, and and wait for a cure for something? I don't I don't know if he's doing cryogenics. I think it's just a cryo. I thought it was. I thought you had to do them both. You might. I mean, isn't that the same thing? I think I'm going to have to inquire within. Oh wait, so that might not be I'm the same. Save thing. my head. It might not be the. Okay, yeah, I think on. this is more for recovery from cryotherapy sports. and cryogenics. I think, may not be the I, same thing. I think we split them off. Hang on, let me write that down. And he was back sure. with the Lions as a strength coach in the the. 2016 year. How about that? Watch me lift off these blocks of ice in my cryogenic slash cryotherapy <laughs> chamber. You love that. Uh, Ernie Sims, radio plus padded gym foundation work as well. So you got that. A lot of guys going into radio. They yeah. decided they wanted to be big hey, talkers. Wait, Globo Gym, was that the name of his gym? There, no, was it was it just Globo the gym? Ernie Sims Big Hits Performance. Oh, okay. All right. How about that? Dan Campbell, another coach. Uh, in New Orleans, one of those guys often rumored for head coaching jobs. Uh, so they're still a hit assistant head coach to Sean Payton uh, as we, we sit down and we talk. Uh, and then you've got Jared DeVries, former Iowa standout, who's on the defensive line. He's the head coach at Clear Lake High School, some 175 miles northwest of Iowa City. So stayed local. You think his player... Coach, can you tell me what it was like to play on that? Never ask me again. Go run a lap. You, you don't think he lines up and tries <laughs> to take him down if that question gets asked? Why don't you line up? We're down playing Bull in the Ring. I know it's been outlawed. We're bringing it back. I hated Bull in the Ring. That was the worst game It's ever. back. I still have flashbacks to Bull in the Ring from high school. 
All right. You've got Drew Stanton as of the moment you and I are speaking, still in the league. <laughs> still rolling. Back you got Baker Mayfield. You've got <laughs> you've got Stuart Schweiger. Uh, was a safety out of Purdue. Talk show host for The Hammer in West Lafayette, Indiana. Tell you the what, hammer. you have a personality, Yugi, and you're a, you're an athlete. Someone will find a way to put a microphone well, in front of you. Well, if you were a star in college, yeah. go back to the college town, right? Mm-hmm. And finally, Roy Williams, because I love this one. Uh, yeah, he got he got traded away, but oil field trucking company. That sounds like something that makes a lot he of got money. In, he got into it when there That's was a, a boom, lot of money. so he started working in that field. I don't know. What, what do you do? I run an oil field trucking company. Whoa, that sounds really dangerous and cool. But yeah, coaches and radio. Perhaps the radio guy's looking to do some talk therapy through this 2008 season. And listen, if you get bored, just tell a story from when you went 0-16, all right? That, that's all people want to hear. Just That's why we hired you. That's great filler content, no question about it. Week 14. You know, that's... Uh... <laughs> so there it is, the 2008 winless Detroit Lions 0-16. Hope you enjoyed our look back at this special team from NFL history. You can listen to our show on the radio. Speaking of radio. Yeah, buddy. Monday through Friday on over 400 stations coast-to-coast on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. You can hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca. Mike is at Swollen Dome. Let us know what you think and let us know some teams you would like us to look at for special teams in sports history. and review the show, whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is. Give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I want to talk to you about cryptocurrency. Did you know that if you invested $10 in Bitcoin in 2010, it would be worth over $400,000 in January 2021? Crypto could represent the future of money, but it can be intimidating. And what about taxes? Well, with an Alto Crypto IRA, you can trade crypto like Bitcoin and avoid or defer the taxes. You can create an account in just minutes and invest with as little as $10 with no setup charges and no account fees. There are over 80 coins available like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano. Make a cash contribution or transfer cash from an existing IRA. Invest just $10 today. Who knows what it could be worth in 10 years? Ready to take your investments to the next level? Diversify like the pros and trade without tax headaches. Open an Alto Crypto IRA with as little as $10. Just go to altoira.com slash easy. That's A-L-T-O-I-R-A dot com slash easy. Start investing in cryptocurrency today. Go to altoira.com slash E-A-S-Y. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. 
Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first. First listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.